Well, good morning, Impact Church. Thank you for tuning in again today. We're excited that you have joined us. And like every single week, I want to encourage you to like and comment and share this worship experience with all of your friends on social media. Um, I believe that we are in a moment where we're able to reach so many people from so many different places. Um, and maybe somebody can find hope and encouragement through the Word of God on this Sunday morning. And so I want to encourage you to do that just like we do every single week. And I miss being able to see you guys in person uh, and being able to interact with you. I know that I've heard from some of you and, and uh, there may be some of you that are missing uh, being able to see and missing the high fives and missing the handshakes and missing the in-person interaction with your church family. But I want to encourage you on this Sunday. I don't want us to miss uh, the opportunity that is in front of us. I don't want us to uh, be so focused on what we don't have that we miss what it is that God is doing right now and what you are able to be a part of in this season because I believe that the Holy Spirit is doing something significant. Um, I, I believe that this is a season that we'll look back on and say, wow, look at all that God did in that season of our church and the capital C church as a whole. And so I don't want you to miss that. And I'm excited today because we are going to jump into a series for the next few weeks that we are simply calling on the other side, on the other side side. And I'm excited about this series. We're going to be talking about a few different things, and I'll get into that even a little bit at the end of the message today and kind of let you know where we're going. But I want to, to preach a message today that I believe is going to help you, but it's also a setup for where we're going in this series. It's kind of the introduction, if you will, for I believe what God wants to speak to us over the next two or three weeks. And so I've titled this message today, Purpose Awaits. Purpose Awaits, And I want to start this series by going back to a story that we read uh, and we talked about a little bit whenever we first began gathering online. So uh, back toward the end of March, whenever all of this started coming about and we moved all of our services and everything to online, uh, I preached a message, staying steady through the storm. And I want to go back to that same story. And I believe there are some things that God wants me to share with you today. Uh, that he revealed to me through that story. And so I want to read it again today. It's in Mark chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 35. I want to read it this time from the Passion Translation because I love the way that the Passion Translation words this. But this is what it says, Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35. says, Later that day, after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. After they had sent the crowd away, they shoved off from shore with him as he had been teaching from the boat. And there were other boats that sailed with them. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious tempest arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we are about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush, calm down. All at once, the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, Why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? 
But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe and said to one another, Who is this man who has such authority that even the wind and waves obey him? I want to talk to you today about several things, and I'm going to hit these fairly quickly. We'll probably spend more time on the last couple of them, but we're going to kind of go through them because I believe there are several things that the Lord wants me to share with you today from this story that I believe are going to encourage you, that are going to bring hope to you, Uh, as we go through these. And so I want to jump right in uh, and what God wants to speak to us. Here's point number one that we know uh, really from this story and really from the character of God is this, that Jesus knows that storms are coming. Jesus knows that storms are coming. It was Jesus, come on, think about it. You go back to the story. It was Jesus that told the disciples, let's get in this boat And go across to the other side of the lake. It was Jesus that had directed them to start heading to the other side of the lake. We see it in Mark 4.35. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. I believe that when Jesus told the disciples to come with him to the other side, he already knew what they were going to face in the middle. When Jesus spoke to the disciples, when he finished teaching and said, let's go to the other side of the lake, he already knew what was going to transpire in the middle of the lake. Come on, do you believe that Jesus already knew that COVID-19 was coming? Jesus already knew that COVID-19 was going to happen. He knew what we were going to be experiencing. He knew what, what all was going to be going on in the world Jesus already knew. Can I tell you today, he already knew it. He he wasn't caught off guard in the middle of the lake. And Jesus wasn't caught off guard and isn't caught off guard right now in the middle of what we are facing. So point number one, Jesus knows that storms are coming. Here's number two. The second thing, storms can be fierce. Come on, we know this. Uh, This story can be found in and uh, I want to read it in Mark, just this little portion in Mark, in Matthew, and in Luke. Mark 4.37, we just read it. It says, But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Matthew 8.24, Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. And in Luke 8.23, As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap, but soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. All three of the writers make it a point for us to know that this storm was a fierce one. This storm was a fierce storm and we're right in the middle of a pretty fierce storm and fierce situation right now. And I don't know, I've I've said this a few different times uh, throughout this season and this time uh, that we've been gathering together online. I don't know where you land with this. I don't know Uh, if you're fearful or if you're at peace, I don't know exactly where you are right now, but we're in the middle of a pretty fierce storm. And I was thinking about some of these things. We're in the middle of a storm that has caused businesses to close down, to shut down maybe permanently, maybe for a time until this passes. Uh, It's a storm that has caused people to lose jobs. It's one that has caused sickness. It's one that has caused fear. It's one that has caused us to wonder if we're going to make it. Come on, it's one that has caused us to wonder if things will ever be normal again. Now, I don't know, uh, just, just a little side note, I don't know that God really wants us to ever get back to normal. Um, I think that God has something better for us when all of this is over 
But many of us were wondering, when are things going to get back to what we would consider normal? This is a fierce storm that we're in. And I can, can I encourage you with something today that you're in the middle of a storm right now. But listen, you've been in a storm before. You've been in the middle of something before. You've been through something before and you're still standing. You're still here today. God is still faithful. He was faithful then. He'll be faithful now. You've been through things before. Sometimes it's easy to forget that we've been through things before when we're facing the current thing that we're in and that's all that we're focused on. But you've been through something fierce before. You've been through a storm before and God has seen you through that as well. And so I hope that's an encouragement to you today. Here's the third thing uh, about this story that I think the Lord wants me to share with you. It's that storms can cause panic and frustration. And I know what you're thinking. These are all things that we know. I'm going somewhere with this, so stick with me. Storms can cause panic and frustration. In Mark 4, 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown. Jesus, don't you care that we're going to drown? The disciples were in a state of panic because of the storm, but I also believe there was some frustration. Not only were, was there panic, was there fear, there was frustration. They were panicking because the boat was taking on water. They were frustrated because Jesus wasn't doing something about it. They were panicking because of the situation they were in and they were frustrated. They go to Jesus and they're like, listen, do you not even care that we're about to die? Do you not even care that we're about to drown? Do you not even care what's going on right now in the world? Do you not even care about our current situation? There was frustration that was setting in. And I feel like we have been in a season of some fear that has been going on some panic that has been going on, and now things have the potential to start to shift into frustration. Come on, some of us have been dealing with fear. Some of us have been in a state of panic, and, and, and now things have the potential to move into frustration. We're frustrated because the dates keep changing for when we can gather again together in person. We're frustrated because we don't really know what to believe and what not to believe. We're frustrated because we didn't think that this thing would last as long as it's already lasted. We're frustrated because we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I want to point out an important thing about this story that I think we forget sometimes that we're reading. Jesus knew that there would be a storm in the middle of the lake, but the disciples did not know that the storm was coming. We read this story and we know because we've probably read it multiple times. We know there's a storm coming. They're going to make it. Jesus is going to calm the storm. There's some panic and frustration. They're going to get to the other side. But the disciples did not know. Jesus knew what was coming in the middle, but the disciples didn't know what was coming in the middle. And when they got in the middle of the storm, they began to focus more on the things that were frustrating them and what they didn't know instead of focusing on the one who does know. When the disciples got in the storm in the middle, they began to focus on the storm. They began to focus on frustration. They began to focus on what was going on around them instead of putting their trust and their focus in the one who does know all things. Which leads me to the next thing that I want to talk about for a couple of minutes is to place your faith in the one who knows. Place your faith in the one who knows. Mark 4 and verse 40. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith. 
Jesus has calmed the storm. The disciples have been fearful. They have been in a panic. They woke Jesus up. They're frustrated. Jesus calms the storm, speaks to the storm, and then turns to the disciples and says, Do you still have no faith? Why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? I like the way that Luke writes it in Luke chapter 8, and verse 25. Luke says, says it this way, Then he asked them, Where is your faith? Jesus calms the storm and turns to the disciples and says, Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And I want to talk about this question for just a moment. And if I can ask you that question today, where is your faith? Come on, is your faith in the news? Is your faith in being able to see people again? Is your faith in the reports? Is your faith in the dates that keep coming out and that keep changing? Is your faith in what other people are saying, listen, it's good to be informed. You need to be informed. You need to know what's going on. But I'm asking you today, where is your faith? In the middle of the storm, what have you placed your faith in? Think about it. Take a moment and just take inventory of your life, of your heart, of your emotions, of your mindset, and just ask yourself, where have I placed my faith? What is my faith in today? Let's go back to the moment between Jesus and the disciples, and he asked them where their faith is. And, and it, it, it makes me think of this question, what, what is he referring to? What is he referring to? And one commentator wrote about this story in this way, and I want to read this to you. It says, Jesus is on a boat in the middle of the sea with men who are used to weathering storms on the open water. Listen, I wonder how many of us have been used to being able to figure things out on our own. When things get a little bit difficult, we've been able to figure a way out of it. When things get a little bit out of our control, we've been able to reach out and grab control again. These were men who were used to being on the water. They were used to knowing how to weather storms and get through things. And I wonder if there are some of us today that were frustrated and were fearful and, and were panicking maybe because we're used to being able to be in control. We're used to being able to figure things out. And now we don't really know what's going on. We don't really know when the end is coming. We, it's something that's completely out of our control. He goes on, but in this case, the storm is severe enough to convince these experienced men talking about the disciples that they're going to die. Jesus reacts to this dire situation by taking a nap. Why? Because he's sure everything's going to be okay. Not even the natural forces of the world that seem so uncontrollable and daunting to us have the power, have more power than Jesus does. If a toddler came running up to you and promised to blow you over with one big puff, you might react in mock fear, but you're not really afraid that a hurricane force wind is about to assault you. We know everything's going to be okay, not because we have everything together and not because there aren't scary things in the world we have to face, but because we're attached to Jesus who's bigger than everything and anything that we fear. I believe that Jesus, when he was asking the disciples, where is your faith in this moment? Where is your faith? That he was talking about faith in him. But what if he was even talking about what he had told them in what we know just a few verses sooner? Look back at Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. It says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. What if Jesus is speaking to the disciples in this moment and he's reminding them and asking them, Where is your faith? I just told you 
we were going to the other side of the lake. We were going, have faith in me. Have faith not only in me, but what I have spoken to you. Jesus knew the storm was coming, but he also knew they were going to the other side, which is the last thing that I want to talk to you about for just a couple of minutes. It's this, you will arrive on the other side. You will arrive on the other side. When we read this story in Mark 4, we sometimes forget about a very important detail because it's found in Mark 5. And you read through this story, and at the end of this story in your Bible, it's the end of a chapter. And so we read through this storm, but there's one verse that starts off Mark chapter 5, verse 1, it says this, So they arrived at the other side of the lake. They've been through a storm. There's been panic. There's been fear. There's been frustration. So they arrived at the other side of the lake. Come on, somebody needs to even put that in the comments right now. I'm going to the other side. I'm going to make it to the other side. This is not the end. I'm going to make it to the other side. I am going to the other side. It's important to to point out that Jesus didn't say anything or do anything that the Father didn't tell him to do while he was on earth. We see in John chapter 5 in verse 19. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does also. John 8, 28 and 29. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then you will understand that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but say only what the Father taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases him. And in John chapter 12, verses 49 and 50, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. So if we go back to our story, If we go back to the storm and what's written in Mark chapter 5 and verse 1, when Jesus said that he wanted them to go to the other side of the lake, it was because he was led by the Spirit to go to the other side of the lake. Jesus knew that going to the other side of the lake was the next thing that he was supposed to do. And if he was led by the Spirit to go to the other side, it's because there was a purpose waiting for him on the other side. When the Holy Spirit, when the Father led Jesus, here's the next thing you need to do. We're going to go to the other side of the lake. It's because there was a purpose waiting on the other side. On the other side were miracles that needed to happen. On the other side were people who needed healing. Maybe some stories you're familiar with in the Bible. On the other side of this lake was the demon-possessed man that Jesus was able to set free. And we know that the demons went into the pigs and the pigs ran off the cliff. That was on the other side. On the other side was Jairus' daughter who needed a healing and Jesus was able to heal her. On the other side was the woman with the issue of blood that reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was instantly healed by her faith. These were all things that were waiting on the other side. They were all on the other side. Jesus knew we are supposed to be and go on the other side. Can I tell you today that on the other side of COVID-19, there is a purpose waiting on us. A purpose awaits on the other side of this. And I believe there will come a day when this will end and things will get back to uh, what we would consider normal 
in some regards. And when that day comes, there's going to be a purpose waiting there. And here's the question that I believe the Lord wants me to ask you today as we wrap this up. It's this one. When we get to the other side, where will you find yourself? When we get to the other side of COVID-19, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be mentally? Where are you going to be emotionally? Where are you going to be spiritually in your relationship with, with Jesus? Where are you going to find yourself when we get to the other side? And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to focus on some things that I believe the Lord wants us to do while we're in the middle. While we're in the middle and there's a storm all around us right now, I believe there are some things and we're going to talk about these things that I believe the Lord wants us to be doing and focusing on so that when we get to the other side of this, we'll be prepared and ready for the purpose that is waiting. Come on, purpose is waiting on the other side. And what we do in the middle determines whether or not we are ready to step into the purpose that is on the other side of this. I want to take a moment and want to pray for you today as we end. And first, I want to pray for those of you that may be watching. Maybe you were scrolling through Facebook. Maybe you came across this because somebody shared it. Maybe somebody sent you a link. And you're watching this or maybe you, you, you know, you're a part of Impact Church and you, you just know today's my day. I, I want to receive forgiveness. I want to receive mercy and grace. I, I need Jesus in my life. I need Him to be the center of my life. I need Him to be Lord and Savior. I want to lead you in a prayer today as we do almost every single week. And I believe that if you'll pray this prayer and you mean this prayer in your heart, that today, right where you are, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're standing, wherever you're watching this from or listening to this, that God is going to save you right where you are. So come on, come, let's, let's pray this prayer together. Just repeat after me. Just say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. I believe that you are the Son of God. I admit that I'm a sinner and I need you to save me. I need a Savior. So I ask you today to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life. Help me to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, we are so excited. We want to celebrate with you. We want to be able to give you some next steps in your walk with Christ and, and, and let you know a little bit about the decision that you've made. And so if you would just, in the comments below, you can let us know that you prayed that prayer. Or if you would like to, you can send an email to prayer at yourimpactchurch.com. We would love to connect with you there, be able to resource you, to be able to pray for you in any way that we can. And as we end today, I want to pray for all of us that are watching, all of us that are a part of this worship experience and this message that God is going to just remind us as this week goes on that we're going to the other side. And I'm believing in the weeks to come as we continue this series that we're calling On the Other Side, that God is going to reveal some things to us that are going to be things that, that will prepare us, that we can do right here in the middle, that will prepare us for what's to come on the other side, that will prepare us for the purpose that is waiting on the other side. So let's pray together. God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together. Thank you for the, the blessing of technology that we can still worship together. We can still connect. We can still uh, uh, be with our church family in this digital way. And Lord, I pray for those that might be still uh, facing fear and facing panic and facing frustration. Maybe we're entering into this season of, of fear turning into frustration. God, I pray that you would remind us, Lord, that, that you know all things. 
that you're not surprised by anything that's going on, that you are good, that you are faithful, that we can place our faith in you. Even when we don't know, we can place our faith in the one who does know. Lord, remind us we're going to the other side and help us to get ready. Help us to be prepared for when we get there. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, and everybody said, Amen. Hey, I want to thank you so much once again for joining us online today. Thank you for being a part of the Impact family. We love you. We hope you are encouraged. We hope you find hope. Uh, we hope that, uh, that, you, that you thrive in this season, not just survive in this season. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless you.